Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. All right. Tommy is about some books. One, two, one, two, three, four. And welcome to Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I'm your co-host, Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. Sydney, welcome to the program. Thank you, Justin. That was I mean, polite of you, I suppose. Um, I have an embarrassing admission to make to you. I realized this week that I myself have participated in uh, an alternative medicine that does not have, I think, a huge grounding in reality. This does not surprise me, but please continue. I went to an oxygen bar. These are an oxygen bar in the Huntington Arcade. Mm-hmm. And I was covering it for a story, but I went and like checked it out. And they actually had one, if memory serves, in the mall. They had like a bunch of different scented oxygens, like yeah. pure oxygen. You could just like just check out. Inhale it. Yeah, sitting like you do with oxygen. What are you going to do? Eat it? Well, we're not usually inhaling pure oxygen. Yeah, this is like the good stuff. Right. Pure well, O2. You, you don't want too much. And there's so a limit. When you said you were going to do ozone therapy this week, mm-hmm. I've got really embarrassed like and nervous because I, I didn't want to be caught in your proverbial crosshairs. Oh, Justin, this is you're going to think this is nerdy, but this is the show. Uh, ozone is actually different than oxygen. They're two different things because oxygen, the form that we usually are, you know, have delivered, like, let's say that you're someone who needs oxygen therapy for real not at a bar at the mall, but okay. like for real. Yeah. Um, it's O2, two atoms of oxygen. Got it. Right. Uh, ozone is O3. Okay. So three, three oxygen oxide. atoms together. You would think it wouldn't make a big difference, but if it's you- just more oxygen. Right. If you know anything about chemistry, then you know it really does. So if you had two, two of, two units of uh, O3, Yes. Or three units of O2, that would be the same thing. No. Nope. That's six O's. No, no, different, different things. Mm. They're very different substances. Mm. Uh, six O's. <laughs> no matter which way you slice it. No, no, that is not how chemistry of So any we're talking about a molecule, works. Works. Yes. right? A molecule ozone. of O3 mm-hmm. has three O's. It has three O's. Okay. And a molecule of O2 has two O's. Yes, sure. Yeah. So. Three molecules of O2 no, okay. and two molecules of O3. That's six O's. No matter which way you slice it, science. We're going to stop with the O's and we're going to talk about why, why has, what is ozone and why am I talking about it on a medical podcast? It's you, an incredible layer that protects our earth like sunscreen. Yeah, it does that. 
But did you know, Justin, that it has been mistaken for medicine for a while? No, it is medicine in that it's sunscreen. <laughs> I guess it's yeah, it's a medical application in that there's a big layer sort of, of. It that protects us from the rays of the sun. Thank you to everybody who recommended this topic: Luke and Cairdwin and Jenny and Sophie and Christina and Seth. Uh, I didn't Cairdwin. Yes, I believe that was the name. name. I never heard Cairdwin. Uh, I may be pronouncing it wrong. By the way, I read it. It's close. It's 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 nice. Yeah, it's a nice name. Yeah. Uh, so I was not familiar with this as a as a, an alternative medical therapy. I know what the ozone layer is. I'm mm-hmm. familiar with the concept of ozone because I took chemistry, but that was about it. Um, so ozone is it's an unstable molecule. Mm-hmm. It's uh, usually in a gas form. It's very uh, pungent. It's odor. You you would know it. It's the odor of, you know, right after lightning strikes. Yeah. That's ozone. Oh, cool. That's what that smell is. Um, it's pale blue. You're curious. The name ozone actually comes from the Greek verb to smell. Mm. To smell because of its odor. Because of its, it's got that very strong kind of, I think we associate it with like clean, fresh. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That smell. That's ozone. Ozone is an oxidant. It oxidizes things as opposed to an antioxidant, I suppose. And it has a lot of industrial applications, um, but that also makes it damaging to human tissue, especially mucous membranes or the respiratory tract. And we'll kind of get into what it can cause. So it is a as far as the human body goes, you could consider it kind of a toxic gas. Okay. so, of course, Gotta put it in there. We gotta find a way to use it for medicine. In 1839 was when it was first isolated. Christian Friedrich Schoenbein isolated the gas. He named it ozone because of the smell, and he he noticed that it was the same smell after lightning struck. He was like running electric currents through water. That's how he, he found it. And then soon after, they figured out the formula to or three oxygen atoms. And from the jump, people started associating it with health. I mean, from its discovery, this is 1839. By the late 1800s, people are already trying to find ways to use it as medicine. Why? Because it smells kind of clean, maybe? It smell. It has a clean smell, so they think that's cl- it must be cleaning out my my body. Something, cleaning something. People, um, people th- used to believe that lightning somehow cleansed the air, and so the smell came after lightning, so there was a, maybe an association there. Mm. It had three oxygens instead of regular old two, so it's 50% better. I don't know. For whatever reason, from the beginning. I, I think also, though, wasn't this sort of, this era, like, electricity probably would have been associated with health. Like, where we're starting to understand that electricity has a part in the human body, right? Because this is right around... um galvanization yeah. and mary shelley and and that kind of like uh frankenstein you could you could like, see you could see how culturally we would think like mm-hmm. oh electricity that's and we were also we as as electricity became a thing we were also using it for various medical applications mm-hmm. so if we thought this had something to do with lightning i could see that being lightning healthy yeah we think it was healthy um people started to believe that areas of higher elevation were healthier because of the you were closer to the ozone that was in the atmosphere mm. yeah you're just it is closer healthier there. though right why because the, th- the oxygen is thinner so it means you use less oxygen so if you come down low you're like superman not it doesn't quite work that way 
there's some issues when you go from lower to higher elevation, but you're not. You're going to good issues because you're talking you about s- like athletic training at yeah, higher yeah, elevations. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah but <laughs> I mean, you, if, if, you. if your plan is just to move on top of a mountain to be healthy, that's not a good plan. But when you come down from the mountain, your lungs are used to processing I, thin air and you get that good thick air and you're just like, let me run. I say that as a as a hill dweller here in West Virginia. A hill so. dweller. <laughs> sure. Okay. I don't live in the hollers. I live up on the hills. Um, nothing wrong with hollers. Though. Nothing wrong with hollers. No. It's just a different elevation. It's just different elevation. Um, it's like, for instance, Beaumont, California started calling itself the zone of ozone to try and draw in a lot of crunchy type tourists, you know, mm-hmm. crunchier than me. I'm a little crunchy. I'm not that crunchy. Um, you ain't letting me crunchy style cookie butter now. I saw that this week. Oh, really? I'm pretty excited about that. I only believe in real crunchy things. Uh, I know. And this is this is weird. All of this is very weird to me because simultaneously, simultaneously with us discovering that ozone was a thing and deciding that it must be healthy, we also figured out pretty quickly that it was, in fact, not healthy and <laughs> very dangerous to living creatures. They did early experiments with ozone on frogs and birds and rabbits and that showed a lot of damage to their respiratory tract. Um, the guy, Christian Friedrich, Sean Bean, Bine, whatever, Sean who, Bean. Sean Bine, who, <laughs> who isolated it said like it actually, you know, it will make your chest hurt and it, it, difficult to breathe. And yeah. I think it's, I think it might be dangerous. We figured out pretty quickly it would cause pulmonary edema. So like fluid accumulating in the tissue of the lungs if you inhaled too much and we knew it could kill small mammals if they inhaled it. Yeah. So, so that's not, I mean, it's not great folks. So we knew, and this is all like from its beginning, we figured out what it was. We thought it was really healthy. We knew it wasn't healthy. You'd think that would be the end of the story. I wouldn't think that. But if you listen to our show, then you know, it never is. Never give up. One of the first, to use it uh, for medicinal purposes in the U.S. was Dr. John Kellogg. Um, you may remember Dr. Battle John Creek Kellogg. Battle Creek Zone. Yes, from, from our previous episode on Dr. Kellogg. He was a fan of a lot of things that didn't work as medicine mm-hmm. um, and a lot of really bad stuff. Especially the hurt. <laughs> and uh, he, he started um, using ozone saunas for diphtheria patients sauna. at Battle Creek. <laughs> yes, honey, a sauna. A sauna. Yeah. Um, you guys ever seen the apple? There's this, anyway, track down the apple. It's, a, it's such a good. It, I, I'm I'm now it's a making wild movie. S- the apple references just to entertain my wife, uh, <laughs> and she wasn't even that entertained by it. So my audience of one, I'm doing it. I'm doing a business. This is, oh, a, this is an important business. Sorry, Doctor Michael. Really. Important business. So it was it was very quickly adopted by a lot of different medical professionals. Now definitely naturopaths, but also physicians. Um, in 1892, it was described as a possible treatment for tuberculosis in the Lancet, in the journal The Lancet. Hmm. So, so it was it was getting mainstream medical use. Do things po- get listed in medical journals as possible a lot? Is that a common thing? Where it's no. like maybe no, okay. No, I mean not today. Yeah, maybe back in 1892. Well, we were all but, just throwing I mean, at the wall back then. Eh? L- let me say this: Yes, of course, there are articles that suggest that, like, we found this really interesting correlation. This could mm-hmm. be a big breakthrough, but we don't, we can't prove causation just yet, or that mm-hmm. it definitely works like this. Um, yes, but they have a lot more evidence than would have been needed for this back in the 1800s. Fair. Does okay. that does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, now, the thing that really I think made it explode, you could kind of blame Nikola Tesla for it. 
this so is so much good. And if you read about people who are proponents of ozone therapy today, they cite Nikola Tesla as like, this is why you know it's legit. Tesla was into it. Um, as if like we we can blame poor Tesla for all of this. I mean, Tesla was doing a lot of stuff, a lot of it great, but come on. In the late 1800s, Tesla was trying to make wireless electric power for J.P. Morgan. Mm-hmm. He had been contracted to do so. He promised him he was given a bunch of money. He was failing to provide this 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 service for mm-hmm. J.P. Morgan. So he went to J.P. Morgan and he was like, he, there's this very eloquent like request he made about, you know, how it's taking longer than he thought. But like you can't put a time limit on this stuff and like discovery and blah, blah, blah. And basically was saying, please give me more money. I, I can make this happen. And Morgan just responded, no, <laughs> no more cash for you. Tesla. So Tesla said, I need to make something commercial so that I can start selling something and make money to fund this real thing that I'm working on. Uh, so he got into the ozone business. He had already made an ozone generator machine that would make ozone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he started selling them. He patented a Corona discharge ozone generator in 1896, and then he formed the Tesla Ozone Company. And he began selling these generators to doctors and naturopaths to use at their office to give ozone therapy to patients. He would also create like a, a product, like a medicinal product by bubbling ozone gas through olive oil. Mm-hmm. And if you do that long, you can do that with all kinds of different oils, honestly. And if you do that, it will eventually create like a solid compound and then you can sell that. And mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know, ozonated olive oil. Ozonated is not an advertising <laughs> word. And uh, and he would sell that to doctors to then prescribe to their patients. Um, he also sold that process through the Sears catalog. <laughs> so you could go to your Sears catalog and order like ozonated eucalyptus or pine or spearmint oil or something like that mm-hmm. to use for whatever. Never. Yeah, whatever. whatever you wanted to guess that it was good for. A lot of early therapies had to do with like disinfecting wounds with like um, the, the, the thought was ozone gas in a lab killed bacteria and viruses sometimes and fungi and things like that. And so maybe we can do that in the human body. Um, so much so that actually during World War One, it was they tried that to disinfect wounds. You would just direct ozone gas at, at a wound to try to kill all of the stuff that's in it. Mm-hmm. in order to allow the wound to heal. Just that, like, let me blaze this gas at you? Yes, the instructions were apply until the tissue is glazed. <laughs> glazed. That's so grody. It's the grodiest word they could have chosen. Like a donut. Ugh, no. uh, this obviously would create a great deal of tissue damage mm. um, as well. So like, yes, you might kill some some germs, but you're also going to kill the human tissue that you're directing the gas at. So while this may have been an okay option in a time where we didn't have a lot of other great antiseptics, Mm -hmm. you can see how this was quickly outpaced by everything else that could be used to clean and disinfect tissue that, you know, didn't also destroy it. Mm -hmm. So until the thirties, a lot of doctors and naturopaths got really into trying ozone for everything because the, the human or the, the public was already the human public. I don't know why I said that like I'm from outer space. <laughs> the public was already way into this idea that ozone was medicine. And so doctors 
and naturopaths were happy to fulfill that need by saying, yeah, we can we can definitely administer ozone to you in a variety of ways. Let's come up with some new ones. So a gas can be hard sometimes to apply on to a human, into a human, onto a human. So let's add it to other gases or liquids or something so that we can give you injections of it, maybe. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe in the muscle, maybe under your skin. Maybe we could administer it vaginally. Oh, sure. Cool. Or rectally. Oh, yeah. Or give you an IV infusion. Nice. Uh, they also came up with a process called autohemotherapy, where they would take blood out of you. Put it into a car. Expose it to ozone. Uh, no, no, not that kind of auto. Got it. Auto meaning like from your body to your body. Right. Auto hemotherapy. So they would take it out of you, expose it to ozone, and then put it back in you to get all that ozone goodness right in you. Um, you could also buy products like Liquizone, which was like a patent medicine kind of thing that was supposed to be just liquid ozone. Mm. Now, I think it's it's worth noting that this is fraudulent on many levels. <laughs> not only would ozone not work anyway, you could not be, you it could not be liquid ozone. Ozone uh, exists at a, as a liquid form at a temperature of about negative 170 degrees Fahrenheit. For all you Celsius fans, that's negative 112 degrees Celsius. That's quite cold. You could not ingest this. <laughs> no, this would not be, no, that would not be a liquid that you could ingest. No, you could not ingest this liquid. Um, so, so that was a lie on several levels. Um, <laughs> but this was, <laughs> this, this ozone craze, we're about to, we're about to, there's always a tipping point, right? Where things start to fall off, where people start to change their minds. Don't worry. We're almost there. Oh, thank goodness. But before we do that, let's head to the billing department. Let's go. The medicines, the medicines that escalate macabre for the mouth. Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McRoy fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McRoy? I don't remember. Well, there's that- no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier than you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar. I don't think I was going Squarespace, to- Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool, think of it as- the palette, the palette of a web design artist. But you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great-looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com slash sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts, and that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although there will be some Wendy's consumed, but we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat, delicious meals 
right to your door and not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle, whatever. This is real high quality chef crafted stuff that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan. Um, but they got like fancy stuff. Listen to this. What are you going to get this? Truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously? From 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 a, a box pre-prepared? All I got in two minutes? I'm eating filet mignon? That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're going to talk about pancakes, smoothies. They got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious. And the meals you just eat and eat. There's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup. Get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week. You're going to get exactly what you want. No surprises here. Uh, and the meals, I can say, are delicious. So what do you got to lose? Head on over to factormeals.com slash sawbones50 and use code sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash sawbones50 to get 50% off. Now, we were at something of a tipping point for ozone, Sydney. That's right. So ozone at this point, um, we're in the early 1900s. We're just... We're, we're careening towards the 1930s. Okay. And ozone is being tried by everybody for pretty much everything. I mentioned tuberculosis. We're talking uh, anemia, whooping cough, asthma, bronchitis, insomnia, diabetes, gout, syphilis. Oh, that's any, a lot of cure, Sydney. Any kind of cancer you got, trench foot, gangrene, any kind of dentistry problems. Dentists were trying it out. Um, you could, in as I said, you could put it in every orifice. You could inject it in every. Don't tell way me what orifices things. I can put it into. You, you don't know my will, my determination. Inhale it through oils, sit in saunas. Ozone was everywhere, and everybody was into it. Mm-hmm. But was it helping? No, no, it wasn't. After <laughs> there, a couple help. of a couple of things led to its downfall. I mean, other than the fact that I would love to say it was because it didn't work. That doesn't always stop us. No, no, no. It helped that it was fake. It helped. Um, The FDA started to crack down on it. That was part of it. Mm -hmm. The AMA also in the 30s started to say, you know what? Like, we've got real stuff that works. Maybe not with the fake so much. The poison gas. Um, Maybe not with the poison gas. That you people feel (laughs) determined to ingest. Uh, the the rise of modern antiseptics was a big part of this because we found, I mean, when you clean a wound, if you can avoid destroying all of the human tissue, that would be preferable. Okay. Not gla- turning it into a glaze. Not for glazing it. So, so as we found ways of doing that, ozone became, you know, less favorable. Um, yeah, it must be, it must be so... Such a disappointment when you find things that do work and you're like, oh, okay, this is actually what working looks like. We were kind of, it's not glaze, everybody, pack it in. Okay, this is actually medicine. Um, As it began to fall out of favor in the U.S., it still persisted throughout the world. There were still a lot of places that were were working on it. Specifically, there was a lot of work being done in, in Germany using ozone treatments um some of that was was tried in canada as well um in the u.s it it was mainly falling to like naturopathic and homeopathic practitioners but um but actual medical people weren't weren't really using it quite as much and uh, by the 50s the fda was straight up seizing ozone generators from 
doctor's offices and places and saying this is not okay this is not a thing you can't do this um it's actually been a big problem even currently for like the federal trade commission to crack down on all of the false claims made mm. by people who sell these ozone generators because they're still being sold by the way oh good um and it this has been a persistent problem because uh there's so much misinformation out there about ozone which is i mean like they can't but it's not stopping anybody um now as as it became obvious that there were better ways to clean tissue and the things that it was kind of being used for, it was not the best treatment for. And I think you see this with a lot of these um, kind of woo medicine things. Mm -hmm. People began proposing it for things that are harder to treat or maybe can't be cured yet. Um, and I, I think that the reason that people try that is one, desperation. But I think the other thing is that it's hard to disprove. Yeah. So... At this point, you start to see instead of like saying, hey, use it on, you know, that ulcer on your foot. Why don't you try it for your cancer? Why don't we try it as a therapy for HIV? Maybe it's a good treatment for multiple sclerosis or uh, arthritis or heart disease or Alzheimer's or dementia or Lyme disease and various forms of things that maybe weren't really Lyme disease. Um Things that are a little more complex mm -hmm. and therefore uh, it's easier. I, I think it's also a little easier to trick people. So the the ozone generators that are being marketed as air purifiers, mm -hmm. are they like on the level? I mean, is that on the level? What are you, I mean, what are what is it trying to do? Um, it's not going to, no. I mean, ozone, you can release ozone into the air, I suppose, but. They remove odors by producing, This this is from somebody who's selling one of these. Unlike air fresheners that only mask odors, ozone generators remove odors by producing large slash concentrated amounts of O3, which oxidize and break down residual odor com compounds in the surrounding air. Because the O3 is so highly concentrated, it's recommended that rooms be unoccupied during treatment. Once the air treatment is finished, though, the O3 quickly converts back to O2, and the room is left with a fresh air smell. I mean, what you're really, you're just putting ozone in a room. And then it kills all of the the stink. not necessarily no I don't think I don't think there's good science to say it's going to do that I mean it is going to decompose into O2 so that is true like so and so I mean I guess that's okay if you want to fill a room with ozone and then it will go away and then the room will smell like ozone Sydney here's what I'm going to say to you it's be, I told you it has a clean smell sixty nine customer reviews four and a half stars cannot be wrong. You are just mm -hmm. one person, Sydney. Mm -hmm. These are two thousand reviews. So throughout, as we as I we bought go toothbrushes to, with mm -hmm. fewer reviews than that, and those go in my mouth daily, sometimes as, twice. As we go to more recent, more recent years, like the eighties and the nineties, which is fairly recent, feels mm. recent. In, um, in, the, in the scope of sawbones, it's very recent. <laughs> you see, you see it being used for all. Like I said, these these kind of harder to treat conditions and things that we didn't necessarily have especially with hiv at first any way to treat it at, at first and so um all these things are being tried so uh you see studies where they're like mixing it with water and swallowing it for stomach cancer um wash like doing like an enema of it for colon cancer um that was a that was popular throughout the 80s um the hiv research was really came to fruition in the 80s where they were trying to like they were putting hiv in a in a lab under ozone and seeing that it like inactivated the virus and so then theoretically like oh well then well can we just put it in the human body and it'll kill the virus 
But like there are a lot of things that we can dump on bacteria and viruses in a lab and kill them. Bleach. And you do, and you don't necessarily want to like ingest or inject in your veins mm-hmm. or whatever. I mean, we can't do that. If if curing disease was that simple, we just there would be pl- not putting bleach in there all the time. Well, right. I mean, there there's a, we can't just willy-nilly go injecting every toxic substance into our body to kill things right uh, we have to if we're going to do use something toxic it has to be in a controlled you know Precise. way yeah, yeah. i mean because you know ke- chemotherapy can be toxic to the human body but like that's why we're very careful and we know which compounds to use right. um not everything can work that way so there was a lot of a lot of study done on that but none of it really came to fruition in terms of in vivo, meaning in the body. So Mm -hmm. in vitro things looked like, well, maybe this will help. In vivo things showed that it didn't. Um, They tried a lot of autohemotherapy specifically for HIV in the 80s. Um, A lot of trials out of Germany where they would take HIV patients and take their blood and expose it to ozone and put it back in and it didn't work. Um, And this this therapy, like I said, was still persisting even in the U.S., Um, in 2010, there were 77 ozone generators seized in California. They were mainly used by alternative medicine practitioners. I mean, these are these. This was like I think eighty thousand dollars worth of medical equipment. And I mean, these practitioners would charge patients hundreds of thousands of dollars to come get these ozone treatments. I mean, and you can buy like these ozone generators probably do generate ozone. I mean, I'm not going to vouch for everyone out there, but like you, they probably do that. The problem is that 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 ozone they're generating one can be toxic and two isn't going to help you in 2015 um two las vegas homeopathic doctors used an ozone generator to fill a syringe with ozone and something they injected it into a patient and the patient died great so the the doctors were charged with second degree murder jeez and they and so this is a lot of these alternative medicine uh therapies my concern with them is usually that people will seek this out instead of traditional medicine that may be helpful. Um, with ozone, you have the added threat that it could it could actually kill you. It could be directly toxic. And even as I was reading, like people who are proponents of this, and you will, you will find a lot of them. Yeah, um, two thousand three hundred, <laughs> however many. Um, but. Like, even as I was reading proponents of this talk about how effective it is, I read in one 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 person noted and you'll see that the side effect rate is very low. And they cited a number and they said there have only been four fatalities. And what's problematic about that for me is that it doesn't work. So then you're just killing people. That doesn't mean that, oops, sometimes medicine goes wrong and you kill someone. It means this is something that doesn't work. There's no evidence for it. And also we killed four people with it. Oops. And like I'm still looking at like, sorry, I'm like the, the ozone. The, I'm looking at one, another one on Amazon uh, that it said literally said. Remember you were just talking about like that dumb garbage about how you could buy water and buy mm-hmm. buy uh, the the Aqua Six comes with everything you need to start ozonating now. It's talking about purifying your tap water and increasing the shelf life of fruits and vegetables by putting this next. You can find, um, you can find, even though, it, sorry, in April of 2016, the FDA prohibited the medical use of ozone in any medical, this quote, in any medical condition for which there is no proof of safety and effectiveness, ozone is a toxic gas with no known useful medical application in specific adjunctive or preventive therapy. 
In order for ozone to be effective as a germicide, it must be present in a concentration far greater than that which can be safely tolerated by man and animals. So it's pretty definitive. Right. It's not it's not medicine. It's not medicine everyone. and it's toxic. I love that it's it's a toxic gas. Please don't use it as medicine, folks. It's a toxic gas. This has not stopped everyone though. And of this course. Is from the, this is from April 2016 <laughs> when the FDA was still <laughs> Yeah. When government organizations could still be trusted. <laughs> Um, you will find people who still will tell you you should use it. Uh, there's still naturopaths who prescribe it and homeopaths there. I found, I found this was great. It was a list of 24 different ways to put ozone in your body. Um, it was just this whole list. It was like, you can do some of these at home. For instance, you can put it in your ear right at home or in your drinking water. But if you... Uh, want to try autohemotherapy or IV injection, you would need to go to a doctor. Now, vaginal insufflation or rectal insufflation, just blowing it up there. You can do that right at home if you want to. Um, if you want to inject it into a tumor, you should probably go somewhere uh, where they can do that. Or if you want to do external limb bagging, where they ba- put a bag around your limb and then fill it with ozone. Or maybe just, you know, bag your whole self. Like you can put your whole self in yeah, plastic bag. bags and fill it with ozone uh you could breathe it through some olive oil that's old-fashioned we love that fancy. kind of thing you could insufflate your bladder that would be a little or your uterus um steam cabinets they've got ozonated olive oil massage <sighs> that you can try um an ozonated water enema and they'll sell you the specific bags you need for that um you can find all this online and uh i've i found if you want a um, ozone sauna, Justin, I have a link there that you can click on too. Okay. It's a Synergy Ozonated Steam Sauna. Ooh. It's like portable. You can take it wherever. It has a nice little briefcase you can put it in and you just hook that up and sit inside some ozone, I guess, oh for over $1,000. You can find that at the Real Truth Behind Cancer Store. The Real Truth Behind Cancer Store. Mm-hmm. And it's got a little detective on there and everything. I found I found that um, some good suggestions... URL guys. How'd you ever get www.thetruthbehindcancerstore.com? Uh, it also supposedly works better with magnet therapy. Uh, Natch, mm-hmm. of course, because it attracts all the best parts of it. And I also found some suggestions that we should all just be using it to prevent disease. Of course. So just drink, drink water with ozone, which is called ozona. 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 Doesn't that sound so much better than just regular old water? Well, I can't even, water. I can't even with regular old water anymore, Sid. Um, so this is all still out there, and I find a lot of people uh, proposing it. it. It's a. It, it gets linked in with chronic Lyme disease, which we, we've done a whole episode on Lyme disease. It's a complex issue, and I've talked about it. Um, I would say there is something called post-Lyme Lyme disease treatment syndrome, not chronic Lyme as an entity in itself, but there's a whole episode on that. But you'll you'll find it linked in with that. And and I mean, you can see there are places where you can go and get like IV infusions of ozone or whatever they're, I don't know what they're putting in you, ozone and something. Um, what is it good for really? Clean, like cleaning things in some hospitals and like dental offices. It's good for cleaning tools. Like it's a toxic gas. You wouldn't want to put it on human, but you could put it on like some surgical equipment that would be fine or um, i could use it you could to... use it to clean water like if you're trying to there are some systems that use this like in different countries for for cleaning water 
it doesn't make your water ozonated. It just can clean some, it can, it can kill, you know, some pathogens that might be in your Which water. Which you don't need to do with your tap water. Statistically speaking, m- most areas of the country, obviously, tap water is, is very safe. And yeah, and, 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 you and depending, fu- freaking run a, a <laughs> ozonator through it. No, and this won't work for the the things like I mean, if you want to talk about a place with with a water problem, like in Flint, an ozonator is not what people need. They need you know infra- money for infrastructure for new pipes to get the lead out of the water. Right. You know. So um, there there are ways to fix that problem. Our government is not doing anything about it, but that. That has nothing to do with an ozonator. An ozonator will not solve any of these problems. Uh, and I, a lot of the, you can find ozonators commercially, by the way. You can get buy your own ozone generator. I'm, lo- I'm telling like you. You can buy them for usually around a thousand bucks for the really nice ones. You can get one for 70 bucks right now. And Amazon. who knows? The, and this is, I guess. Don't. Te- no, don't. I guess, is this Tesla's greatest legacy? Oh, boy. What a wonderful contribution no, that he made, No, Tesla, we won't, we won't pin that on you. I'm, nah. I, I, I You're hate cool, Tesla. to... You'd still, have, you'd still have to have many uh, high-profile boners before <laughs> you would get anywhere near Edison, so you're but fine. This is important to remember. If you're someone who is... Um, if you're an, a genius inventor, be really careful... Yeah. You throw out these commercial products just to make some quick cash. And now forever, we have people saying, well, it must work because Nikola Tesla invented an I, ozone generator. I'm looking at this. The, the ozone generator that I'm looking at on Amazon has a label on it that says use in, unoccup- uh, use in unoccupied space only. Because as we have discussed here, it's toxic, right? Yeah. And it's a, it's a purifier and deodorizer, right? Mm-hmm. How much do you want your air to smell great where you're like gonna run <laughs> this poison gas machine so you have a great Hey, hey everybody, why don't we just get some Febreze? What do you think? Man, we don't even need to spray your house with poison gas, you maniac. I don't I don't know. I got nothing. I got nothing. I don't know. I understand when you know stuff. What I do. I have a nice essential oil diffuser. Get some. Uh, get well, some degree. I'm not saying it's going to cure my emphysema, please, Sydney. It just please refer. Nice. Please let me refer you to our episode on essential oils. I'm if not saying like it's going to like. I'm not saying that it's going to uh, increase my fertility. No, I'm all it's going it to do is nice. irritate my my nasal passages. I'm not because, running it right now. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. All of these smelly things. Anyway, don't buy an ozone generator and don't use ozone for anything. It's a toxic gas. It damages human <laughs> tissue. It can kill you. It's dangerous. This one's this one's easy. There's so many things where it's like, we really don't have evidence that, no. No, it's poison gas. It's, it's toxic gas. Please don't. Please don't use it. And if somebody is telling you you should, please advise them otherwise. And I don't refer them to any. I mean, any. There's no medical evidence that this works in the human body. There really isn't. So um, also, it's in that layer that protects us from the sun. There's the other use for ozone. But well, you don't have to do anything about that. Just don't use chlorofluorocarbons and everything's fine. All right, folks, that's going to do it for us. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Thanks to the Maximum Fun Network as having us, uh, uh, us as a part of their extended podcasting family. Um, thanks to the taxpayers for let's use their song Medicines as the intro and outro of our program. And uh, thanks to you for listening. We always appreciate getting a, a little bit of your, your time uh, every week. And we hope you will join us again next week. But until then, my name is Justin McElroy. 
I'm Sydney Macross. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.